Hi, I'm Cynthia Kahn, founder of Amuse Now, and I'm here today with filmmaker and actor Scott McMahon. Hey, Scott. Hi, Cynthia. How are you? <laughs> I'm fabulous. <laughs> I want to congratulate you on your new release feature film, The Cube. It was created on a $500 budget with no professional crew. The story is about a couple who finds a red cube on their doorstep and throws it away. So what's the inspiration for that film? Well, I should probably back up to give everybody a little brief history. Um, I went to film school and uh, made a bunch of bad short films. I made a short film that was decent enough to get hired at Sony PlayStation when it first started. So the first half of my prof professional career was working at uh, Sony PlayStation where I made a lot of uh, cinematic movies, uh, visual movies for the PlayStation. And then after that ended, I was out in Hollywood producing, uh, trying to get this uh, independent comedy made. And that's when the economy sort of crashed and everything uh, went to hell in a handbasket out in Hollywood. So when I realized that there could be a way that you can make films anywhere and then sell them online using uh, online business and marketing techniques. So that's been the past few years I've been you know, studying that and trying to figure out how I could do that. At the same time, a lot of the stories I would write, I would stop myself because I realized being with a production background, I would say to myself, this is too expensive. I just wrote a scene that was gonna, it's going to cost you know, half a million dollars or something like that. <laughs> So because you had the PlayStation money, right? <laughs> exactly. I think I was pretty spoiled for um, all that sort of uh, massive resources and, and everything going big. So it was a big challenge creatively to try to go smaller, smaller, smaller. And it wasn't until um, the night of my wife's birthday, um, there were some you know things going on with my current job at the time that made it a little stressful. So I wanted to get, I needed to get to a place where I just let go, where I could just enjoy the moment, enjoy uh, celebrating my wife's birthday, being with friends and family. And we went over to our friend's uh, apartment that night over at the Pearl District up here in Portland and totally inspired by this really cool apartment that that night I couldn't sleep. I just had this story just kind of popped in my head. So the very next morning, I had a clear, I could see it very clearly what the cube was going to be. I could saw, saw the beginning, middle, and end. And I wrote down the outline, and I looked at it, and I said, my goodness, I could actually make this uh, around my full-time job. And, and, and it's doable because it all pretty much takes place in my house. And I finally was like, for me, creatively, I kind of broke the seal just to be able to like write something where I felt that I was jazzed about, that I could make on a very, very small scale. So that's where the inspiration of the, uh, the Cube came about. But the story-wise, it was important to have something to say. And since I am half Thai, my mom's from Thailand and my dad's from uh, New York, Irish-American des descent, I sort of grew up with the um, mythologies of uh, uh, the, you know, the Catholic faith and, and then also uh, the Buddhist faith. Not that my parents practice it, but that's where their background was. So the Cube is sort of... Uh, um, an exploration in, in those theologies a little bit, um, but wrapped around a very supernatural object called the cube. So that's sort of where the, um, the background comes from for the cube. So did your friends in the Pearl District actually have a red cube in their house? or? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think, uh, I think, I think honestly, I was subconsciously inspired by this movie by uh, I think it's David Kelly or Richard Kelly. It was you know, please somebody forgive me. 
I know his last name is Kelly. He's the director of Donnie Darko, but he also made a film called The Box, and it was right. very interesting. It was very interesting. I like The Box, but it ended in such a downer. It was such a like depressing, like yeah, I know the story. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I think I kind of wanted to make a new one that had an uplifting one to, to some extent that, that was that was inspired from that film. So I think that's where it came from. I was thought I was going to originally shoot at my friend's apartment, but they moved. They were going to move a couple months later, so I had to reschedule everything to just shoot it in my own house. So you're an actor. Did you star in the film? Yes, that's that's funny. Uh, I've been acting. I, I acted when I was younger. When I um uh, and when I was in my twenties, I was in L.A. and 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 also San Diego doing acting and modeling. But uh, when I was working full-time with Sony, I sort of just let that go away. But it was only about two years ago that I decided, just for me, that I get back into the uh, acting industry up here in Portland, Oregon. was able to get a uh, talent agent and uh, start getting some work up here. And so as sort of the natural progression of just challenging myself, uh, kind of threw myself up into my own film. Now, I have to make <laughs> say something about that. Because I had no crew... What how that happened was the the actress that we cast, um, her name is Dana Day, and she was really great. And the funniest thing she said to me was, "Hey man, I'm gonna go hike in Nepal for a couple months, so you know I'm gonna only be here for a couple weeks. So if you want to get this film done, we should probably get it going." And so she forced my hand. I didn't have a crew and stuff in place. I didn't know enough people up here in Portland, so I creatively just thought to myself like could I pull it off if I just put the camera on a tripod all the equipment off to the side and just jumped in front of the camera with the actress and just made it start designing shots that way and that's what happened and so a lot of the shots were out of focus I mean I would turn turn the LCD screen around so I could see if we were in composition correctly if we were in focus and then any time that I wasn't in front of the camera I would be you know moving it around so it had a little bit more movement um, so the the problem is that um, Dana did such a great job acting, and my my buddy Robert, who's also in the film, they're just they're naturals, and they were they were be in the space, you know, acting like they should be, where their voices are soft and they're in the moment. And the problem for me is like I know where the camera's located, I know what the problem is with the audio. So half my acting was uh, was messed up because I was focusing on like oh my gosh, we're not going to get the audio. So I would purposely start talking louder to try to get them to talk louder. <laughs> and so I had like some of my performances are like, why the hell am I yelling in that scene? <laughs> <laughs> it's only because I'm trying to get the audio later. So I did my best to edit around me so you didn't see much of me and then control the, the volume of my dialogue to fit their, their dialogue. But I, I wouldn't recommend it per se. I, I probably could do a little better now that I'm used to it. But... Um, it's not the most ideal situation for an actor or a director to be in that uh, that kind of uh, situation. It it sounds a little bit stressful. <laughs> <laughs> but great opportunity for growth. <laughs> you know what? It's like it's just a movie. Who care? Who cares? Just go for it. You know. <laughs> so you actually have two websites. You have filmtrooper.com and arrowinentertainment.com. Filmtrooper.com is where you help filmmakers to become better entrepreneurs and you write a lot about the concept of, I'm looking it up, resource filmmaking, which is making films with only the available resources that you have around you. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. 
Yeah, um, I didn't coin the phrase. Uh, the first time I really kind of heard the word uh, resource filmmaking was an interview with this other filmmaker. His name is Christopher J. Bakoshan. And he had written a blog post for Ted Hope's uh, website. And Ted Hope is a major leader in the independent film scene, and he's a producer. He's been around for a long time. So this director, filmmaker, Christopher uh, Bakoshan, had written a blog post called I'm a Nobody Filmmaker. And it was just ex basically explaining, like, there's a lot of us out there that are making stuff but haven't necessarily earned the right or earned the, the, the next step to... to to earn, all, I guess, all the uh, accolades and stuff to be considered to ask for like a million dollars for your next film. You know, you kind of have to, the concept was you have to earn your way up. And the way to do that is to utilize the resources resources in front of you. Now, we could kind of go back to maybe like Robert Rodriguez when he came on the scene with El Mariachi. Um, he just, he looked around what he had. He had a bus, he had a, a, a guitar, he had a turtle. And he just started writing this action script around all the things that he had. So he was already doing it in that respect. Now the interesting thing was, this stuff has been around forever. It's, it's for me personally, it's taken me forever just to get to that place. It's a really big challenge to try to be creative with the limitations in front of you. But for me personally, the cube allowed me to, um, it broke like the seal creatively. So now I start seeing all different types of stories um, all around me. Um, with just the resources in front of me. I'm currently making this new film called The Latchkey, and it all takes place in this uh, in my home again, this new home that we're at. And um, it's even smaller, probably even smaller than the $500 cube. Um, just something um, that just kind of spurred me to keep going that way. Interesting. So is this the next film that you're going to release through your Arrow in Entertainment Company? Yeah, so the, the concept about Aaron Entertainment is like for the longest time I had a production company where I did a lot of my freelance work through called Aaron Productions. And so once I realized that digital once I realized that digital distribution was available to filmmakers, artists, authors, musicians, filmmakers of all kinds that we can reach a global audience through the internet, I thought to myself like, well, I should probably just start my own studio. And that's where Erwin Entertainment came about. And it's really sort of a business plan of like, we, you know, just make your films, you make maybe web series, your blogs, your educational platform. The educational platform is called Film Trooper, as you said, helping mm -hmm. filmmakers become entrepreneurs. And I have this concept that's, that says we should utilize resource filmmaking, make your film so inexpensively so that it allows you the opportunity to make a profit in, in, down the line, but combine it with online marketing and online business uh, strategies and, and put them together and you could possibly build a sustainable uh, lifestyle and living through your art as long as you are applying the, um, the techniques used by online marketers and business people because as long as you keep your digital product inexpensive you know like an author can just write an ebook like that uh, musicians are you know recording in their living room in their basement with all this amazing gear and and be able to produce music that's uh, that sounds amazing. I think filmmaking has finally reached that that plateau where they can do the same thing. Um, so once you learn that you can be completely independent of the Hollywood system or any system or any gatekeepers, then if you can learn the the basics of just selling something online. 
then you can go back and fine-tune it and realize where to supersize it later for maximum profit. So that is why I'm trying to make the next film and yes, release it through Arrow Entertainment. And so Film Trooper is just a resource to to share these ideas, to share the trials and and successes that I'm going through and then try to bring other people in that are doing the same thing. And I think I have a feeling that there might be a time when Hollywood might the independent film world might have an implosion where um, you know the money just won't be there. So people are going to look like, well, how do we make money as independent filmmakers? And I'm hoping that FilmTuber could be a resource, not the resource, but just a option for people to look at to see, well, maybe we could apply all these things that they're doing over here. So that's the goal of what FilmTuber is about. Well, uh, that's kind of the goal also that Amuse Now is about. That's probably why we're connected. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Explain how we got connected. I thought it was fan uh, fantastic. Well, we met on Google Plus we in did. the independent filmmaker. What is it? It's not a chat room, but it's, it's a community. Just a filmmaker independent film community, and we we've been exchanging comments. And then one day, you posted something about making a film on the top of Mount Hood, and I'm like, "You're in Portland, aren't you?" And that was when we got together. And yeah, that and was pretty funny. It met in real life, so that's a whole other story for another interview. But I would like to talk to you about the deep freeze filmmaking on the top of a major mountain. <laughs> no one ice. You know, um, as long as your gear is protected, you'll be okay. You know, you just weather this. Uh, one of the, the biggest uh, purchases I got here was a, a a good rain cover for my camera. <laughs> <laughs> Because you, awesome. you, just, you just get on with it. You're like, well, it just rains here, so deal with it. But you know what? Even though it might be miserable, the production value that you get out of it, um, what you see on screen is amazing. So um, one of the benefits of shooting up here in, uh, in Oregon is that you just stick your camera outside, and the production value is is amazing. Because we a lot of times we get to see a lot of, like, Southern California or LA based films and I growing up in Southern California I kind of know the desert landscape and there's sort of like a haze to the, to the way the light hits the camera uh, up here in Portland it's and in Oregon as in general it's just so lush I, there's, I mean there's rivers there's trees there's mountains of the coastline and it's it was so easy just to be like well I got no crew just stick the camera on a tripod and get a good scenic shot and then my production value just went straight up. <laughs> Yeah, don't tell anybody how amazing it is in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Everybody will be here. <laughs> well, since Amuse Now is about artists helping artists, what advice do you have, one thing to tell budding filmmakers that could possibly change their life? <laughs> you know what? Um, I think, honestly, the easiest thing to say is I has spent years trying to reverse engineer the way that a, the business structure worked or what the film buyers would want. So what I would try to write a uh, and create a project that was based off what I knew might sell. But the reality is as artists, sometimes that doesn't ring true to you for some reason, whatever it is. I think that as long as an artist can really, really dig down deep and what means something to them that they're going to be passionate about, that's what they should follow. No matter how crazy it sounds or, or whether or not it's going to make money or not, any, you know, um, 
you can't you can't escape it. It's being an artist and 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 those who are listening or watching could could attest to is sometimes a curse, because no matter what's going to happen down the line, you're going to have this need to create something, anything. You're going to have a need to express yourself. So if you're going to you know spend that time doing that, you might as well just do it. You know, what rings true to you. And then if you don't feel like what what rings true to you, then you may want to try to find who your ideal fan is. Like who, if you could create your most ideal fan, what would you want to give them, you know, to make them happy or to, to change their life? And so then it takes the onus off you being so self-absorbed and it puts and gives, you, you take your gifts and your abilities and you're able to give it to, to that ideal fan. And I, I guarantee there's probably, you know, that ideal fan exists in droves as long as you are true to yourself. That's that's lovely. I've heard that from a lot of artists. You really do have to just be yourself, and the rest follows. I think. Yeah, and so many things are out of control, and, and especially someone like you doing acting as well. You know, your job as an actor is pretty much just to audition. You know, <laughs> once in once in a while you'll get an actual gig, and that's just icing on the cake. You know, but. The reality is, it's like there's so many things that are outside of your control. So you might as well just, you know, be true to yourself as much as possible. Wonderful. Well, Scott, I had a fabulous time chatting with you today. And I hope that when we launch our e-commerce site, you'll want to maybe launch your new film and put it on Amuse now. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. I'm excited to see where you go. And, it was really um, inspiring to connect with you to see that we, we had similar messages and 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 in wanting to help artists and I think it's um, I just I'm excited by it I'm like because yeah like I said when things start imploding on all the industries you know uh, as we've seen with the publishing industry as we've seen with the music industry the film industry is right behind and it's coming fast believe me people are going to start seeking out you know um, portals and platforms like Amuse uh, Now so. I'm excited to see where it goes. Thank you. I know that we'll be partnering in the future, and <laughs> I wish you all good things. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Hi, I'm Cynthia Kahn, founder of Amuse Now. This featured artist presentation has been brought to you by Amuse Now Entertainment, a website that enables artists to profit from their creativity. To learn more about Amuse Now, visit us at www.amusednow.com or email me at ccon at amusednow.com.